Hello, Assalamu alaikum. Thank you for joining us here at Mindful Muslim Speaks. We are in our Ramadan edition. So I'm coming to you with another podcast regarding something that you can use to help boost your spiritual self, your connection, your development. Um, during Ramadan, where a time we're all trying to become better people and we're all trying to... Also, I think some people are just trying to survive fasting, but overall, if you're, if we're trying to do it right, we're trying to develop ourselves. And one thing that really helps to get us close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is to have more khushua and more... Um, deep connection and concentration deep concentration in our salah and in our prayer and so subhanallah this is something that not everybody is able to do sometimes people get super distracted and it's totally understandable so i have about 10 things that i will give you and suggestions that will hopefully help us to get to this level and the thing about khushua is the level of our acceptance of our salah is very much based on our khushua. Because like 100 people can stand in a line of a row of prayer, right? And they can have different levels of their salah in terms of their acceptance to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala based on how much they're focused in their salah. Is their brain drifting or is it actually there? And subhanAllah, I know sometimes it's hard. So I wanted to give you some tips. Also in Ramadan, you know, it's something we should be doing. But outside of Ramadan, we should do it as well. But I know we're trying a little bit harder in Ramadan. The other thing is, if you stay to the end of the podcast, I will mention the top thing that has been able to get me to wake up for Fajr like without fail. So I know inside Ramadan, we're all trying to wake up for Fajr because it's Khur, but I know outside of uh, Ramadan, sometimes people are struggling with Fajr. So I thought it'd be a really, really helpful tip and I'll put it at the end in Shaltar. Okay, so tip number one is, first of all, make dua before you start um, praying. Allah is the best answer of, of, of any problem we have. So the first thing I do is if I'm struggling with anything, anything in my life in particular, I always make dua to Allah, prayer to Allah, supplication to ask him to help me with that problem. So that's first and foremost, because once you do that, then Allah is kind of on the pulse of your issue. And then it's, he's, he's there with you and you've asked for help and he's helping you. And that's something that is just um, priceless, right? So I know that sounds like obvious, but I don't think we all actually do that right before we're going to pray like i stand in prayer and i'm like allah help me to focus i really want to have khushua and be close to you allahu akbar and you start like just actually say it make it your intention to have good khushua um number two is deep breathing i know this sounds weird sometimes when i find um i'm super stressed out um like on a particular issue something might have just happened or something and i feel like a little bit stressed because this is normal for all people to have right so i'll be in salah and maybe if my brain is keeps going to that issue maybe some of us have deep issues right now that we're we're distracted by I do deep breathing while I'm praying, kind of like you do in meditation. You know, like like if you're doing like a dhuhr prayer where it's in your head, it's obviously easier. <laughs> but I'm just saying like I try to do, if or if I'm standing in tarawi prayer and I'm finding I'm distracted, I try not to do it like in a way that distracts anyone else, but I definitely do deep breathing to try to keep, it just calms you down for some reason as you're making salat. Maybe that will work for you. Um, number three, it's really good if you don't speak Arabic as a first language to read the surah before you're going to recite it because it actually helps you to focus way more in salah and what you're doing. Obviously, if you also study the vocabulary in particular, like like for example, if you know the word for like jahannam, so when you hear them, you know this means like a nod, like or, or, or like the place of hell. If you hear this word, then when they say it in in the salah, you're like, oh, you know, I know what that is. So the more you familiar, familiarize yourself with vocabulary. Now, if you're a person who's struggling with Arabic and you're like, yeah, I. Will 
wish, but I can't. At least just read the surah in English before. And that way when it's read in Arabic, in Arabic you can um, know what's being said. You already have the message, so you generally know what it's about. Number four. Try to recite in a beautiful voice if you're praying alone. It, it's something that is sunnah, obviously, that we're supposed to recite in this beautiful voice to Allah. But it also gives you something where it forces you to focus on recitation. It forces you to focus on what you're saying because we obviously can't say something wrong. Uh, we don't want to say anything wrong against Allah while we're, while we're praying. So if you're doing it in a beautiful voice, it will help you to focus more than if you're just like mumbling it under your breath, right? Number five, realize that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala responds to the recital of a Surah Al-Fatiha. He promises us that Surah Al-Fatiha, right? We're asking for guidance. And just know as we're asking, Allah is saying yes. And he's going back. It's like a little banter back and forth. If you ever study the, the conference, it's actually a conversation almost between you and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's quite beautiful. So just know as you're doing this, he's, it's like you're actually conversing with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and know that he's answering you right then. So don't just like mumble through it, you know, not even really say it properly. Like make sure we're really saying it and focus on it. And, and imagine Allah is right there and you're having this conversation and we should be more focused in that way, right? Um, number six, this one helps me a lot too, is um, pretend like this prayer is your last salah. Like after the salah, you might pass away. And, and Rasul Sallallahu used to always tell us to pray, pray each prayer as if it is our last. And subhanAllah, sometimes you have to do that to yourself. You have to put your mind in a state where, and you know, the truth is, guys, we really don't know what will happen. I could tell you there are three people within our family that passed away just a week or two before Ramadan. SubhanAllah. You know, you think you just go, oh, Ramadan's here, I'm going to get... And then you never know. So like, SubhanAllah, and they were young, by the way. They were young. They were under 30, 35, 40 years old. And SubhanAllah, these are people that think they have a life ahead of them. You know? So Allahu Alam, guys, you know, just put in your mind, this could be my last salah, and pray it like it is. Pray it like it is. May Allah make it easy for us. And number seven... Um, make dua in sujood. When you're in sujood, talk to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Make dua. Think that connection. Don't just do this robotically, guys. Make that connection. This is my place. The, the, the slave is closest to his master when he's on the floor. When he's in closest, like you have your nose to the ground. In complete humility to, to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's a beautiful, beautiful time to ask Allah for all your, your answers to your troubles. Just make dua to Allah. Um, number eight. Remind, remind yourself that the reward of the salah is proportionate to your khushwa, proportionate to your concentration. If I have a low concentration, I have a minimal reward. Maybe even I'm so distracted, who knows if my salah was even accepted, subhanAllah. Or if I have a high, high concentration, this means that I have a high reward. In Ramadan, we're looking for the highest of rewards, right? So just put in your mind before also that maybe this will help you, that this is how good you do is depending on how, how much you will receive, right? And number uh, eight, Try to study how the Prophet, peace be upon him, prayed and pray like him. Show Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he, he, you were given this beautiful example and you're trying to follow it to the best of your ability. And number 10 is know that your mind will drift but you can bring it back. See, this is the thing. Some people feel like they're helpless, they're out of control. Oh, I can't, my mind drifts, da, da, da. No, this is absolutely untrue. You have so much control over your mind. Guys, once you start studying the mind, 
and you understand the importance of controlling your mind, your whole life changes. Once you've been able to get it to a certain level, subhanAllah. I'm telling you, I spent about six months straight just studying the mind, how it works, because it's very amazing. It's the thing that, that can destroy us, our minds, right? When we're upset, it's the thing that could bring us worse. When, when we're, or bring us up, you know, or, or when we're tempted, subhanAllah, controlling the mind is like so important. So just know you do have that power. You can bring it back and that drifting is normal. It's just like people who do meditation and things like that. It's very similar. And, and, and uh, you, you can bring it back, just it drifts away, bring it back. It's like an exercise of the mind, like of a muscle. Okay. And my big number one tip at the end, I wanted to give you guys for waking up. I mean, I just want you to try this, try this for a couple days. SubhanAllah, I'm telling you, I promise it is, it is, it is important and really, really beneficial. Okay. So when you're laying in the bed, you hear the uh, alarm, beep, 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 or you hear that, and then for Fajr. Obviously, for Sahur, you're going to try to do before, but let's pretend you're a person that's even struggling with Sahur or struggling outside of Ramadan. Fajr. This is how it goes. You will, as soon as you hear it, you know, obviously, there's things that you're supposed to do, like in terms of like du'as and stuff, but if you can't even get yourself out the bed to convince yourself, say to yourself, um, as this is a tip and um, by uh, Mel Robbins that uh, she uses. It's called the five-second rule. You guys might have heard it. Use it for pleasure. I'm serious. You're laying in bed. Beep, 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 beep. Don't have a conversation with yourself because then you're going to start to talk yourself out of it. Five, four, three, two, one. Get up. Just move your body up. Just sit up and then just start moving out of your bed. Don't think. Don't start talking to yourself. Don't be like, oh, nothing. Say nothing to yourself. Five, four, three, two, one. Get up and move. That's how it works. For anything you want to do that you feel like you can't do it and you can't get yourself to do it, five, four, three, two, one, and then just get up and move. I promise, guys, you really, really need to try that one. And obviously, ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for help, but may Allah make it easy for you guys. And um, inshallah ta'ala, make du'a, I'm making du'a for you. You have closer uh, khushu with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and better salah. Make du'a for me. I'll talk to you in the next podcast, guys. Assalamu alaikum.